What is up? Welcome back to another Wednesday episode of Dietitian Table Talks with me and only me (laughs) again. You guys, I'm not coming back next week unless it's with someone else. So if I don't upload one on Wednesday, that's why. Because um, I actually am going to be recording with super awesome online coach Casey Joe. I don't know if you follow her. It's at Coach Casey Joe. Um, she'll probably be the next person that I have on depending on when she can record. Um, but if it's not ready by Wednesday, I'm just going to wait because you guys are probably so sick of hearing me and only me. Um, so I'll just wait it out. But this episode, I think, is going to be a good one. Um, I feel like it's relatable to a lot of people. Um, I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet. And I do want to give a trigger warning just in case. Like, I don't know if this is triggering to people. But um, it could possibly be triggering for people who have, like, binge eating disorder. Just because we're going to be talking about, like, foods that... you know, if you keep them in the house, you tend to overeat them. Um, So I don't know if it would be helpful for someone who struggles with that or if it would be harmful. So just wanted to give the warning just in case you can never give too many warnings. Um, But yeah, please leave me a rating. Leave me a cute little heartfelt review. Subscribe if you're not share it on your story, share it with a friend, share it with anyone except my mom. Just kidding. (laughs) My mom would not care about this, but don't share, don't share Dez's podcast with my mom, (laughs) especially the last one that we recorded together. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. First, I want to discuss the difference between overeating and binge eating disorder. So I feel like there's a lot of gray area in between that. Um, Definitely go check out the links in the description box. I'm going to put some links to resources and quizzes and things to take um, just to see if you are um, having binge eating disorder issues or disordered habits or could benefit from getting help from a health professional, um, definitely check out those links. But binge eating disorder is not just eating a bigger portion than you hoped to. Um, I've had people say like, oh yeah, there was a box of donuts in the break room and I binged on one. And I'm like, wait, you binged on one donut? Like that's That's what a lot of people eat one donut, and that's like a normal amount. Um, So I think people get confused with, you know, eating something that they consider like quote unquote bad or even just eating like bigger, like more than one serving of like chips or something. They call it a binge when I don't necessarily think they mean it in the way that a lot of people like me would think of binge, I think of like actual like binge eating disorder um, situations. So um, I think the word binge is just 
kind of normalized now. You know, you binge Netflix, you binge whatever. Um, I think that's just kind of a term that people have in their vocabulary now. So they use it in when they're when they're not actually binging something. Um, so binge eating, it's not just overeating. Um, a lot of people when they explain it, they have kind of this like out of body experience a lot of times. Um, and and an actual binge eating has a lot to do with the mindset around it. Do you feel like you are completely out of control? You have no control of what you're putting in your mouth. You're just eating, eating, not really even thinking. Um, you're completely like mindlessly doing it or you want to stop and you physically like can't stop yourself. Um, you're eating way past the point of fullness you're eating things maybe that you don't even want to eat, that you're not even craving, but you're just physically cannot stop yourself from eating. That is what I would call binge eating. And, um, you know, there are certain criteria to be like diagnosed with binge eating disorder. And I am definitely not someone that can do that. Not my job here. Um, that would be like a psychologist or maybe a doctor. I'm not sure. Um, but that is a situation that is concerning, very concerning. Um, any kind of like binge eating in general or, or disordered eating habits are still concerning. So, um, even if you necessarily don't fit the criteria for a disorder, does not mean that you shouldn't get some kind of professional help from either a doctor, a psychologist, any kind of mental health professional or even a registered dietitian that works with clients or patients who have um, disordered eating habits. So if you're someone who has pulled out a pint of ice cream and you go sit down on the couch, you're watching Netflix and you only plan to eat half of the pint and you ended up eating the full pint because it tasted so good and you wanted to eat it, I would not say that that was a binge. That is you enjoying the food, you like the taste of it, and you're sitting there distracted and you eat the whole thing. So that is what I am like kind of referring to um, when I say like that is just considered like maybe overeating, not actual binge eating. Um, and I think everyone's probably done that before. I'd be very shocked if someone hasn't had a situation where they're like, well, shit, I did not want to eat this bag of chips, but it tasted really good. And I was sitting there, didn't portion them out in a bowl, and I ate them all. That kind of thing. And I, I definitely have done this many, many times. And I have done it more in a disordered way, I would say, at one point in my life. So I'm going to definitely dive into that as well. Um, but if you are someone who avoids buying certain foods because you'll, you know that you're going to overeat them, I promise you're not alone. There are a lot of people who do that. 
It doesn't mean that it should be normalized, but it's definitely common and it's something that we can work on. So, you know, you hear people say like, oh, I can't have that in my house. Or they say like, oh, that food is dangerous or that food is addicting, those kinds of words. Um, and if you're not buying certain things and completely avoiding them because of that, then you know, maybe it's something that instead of avoiding, we should work on it so that you can have your favorite foods in your house and not worry that you're going to eat the whole Costco size bag. So let's think about it. Sit here and think in your head, what kind of foods do you avoid buying because you have a hard time like controlling yourself with the portion sizes? Um, I used to have a lot of food that I would not buy because of that a lot and it was mostly during the time where I was in my internship I lived in Idaho and it was my first time living by myself um, I was pretty lonely especially at the beginning which is when it was the worst so I think a lot of it had to do just with like mental aspect um, but also right before that I well, the year before that, I competed and I had a long time where I was very restrictive with my diet, whether it was with the actual food choices or the amount of food. So, you know, obviously when you compete, you um, have to get very low calorie. And while I feel like I made it out of that a lot better than other people in terms of mindset. I didn't have like extreme like mental health problems or eating problems, nothing extreme. I do feel like I had a poor relationship with food simply due to not eating enough for so long and trying to not like blow up is what people say after their show. You know, people will be like, oh my God, like she blew up. She really let herself go after her competition. And I felt so much pressure to not do that because I knew people were watching me and waiting for that to happen. Um, so I definitely was really, really trying to not do that and put on the weight very, very slowly, which I did. Um, but because of that, I kept my calories. I didn't track, but my calories were definitely lower than what they should have been for too long. Um, and I think a reason why I am, I'm going to, you know, toot my own horn here, but the reason why I am such a good coach and dietitian is because I have been through so many phases in my life. I have been overweight. I have eaten very unhealthy. I have been restrictive. I have competed. I have gained weight. I've reverse dieted. I've done cuts. I've done everything. So I feel like I can relate to so many different people in so many different situations and I can help people work through them. And that is what I love to do. I love to help people kind of skip over the mistakes that I made um, because this has been a long journey for me. <laughs> I didn't have help for a lot of it. It was definitely a learning process as I went. Um, and having someone to guide you can definitely cut out some mistakes and cut out a lot of time wasted. So that's why I love doing this. Um, so for the longest time, I avoided buying those foods, especially because I lived alone and I'm like, well, you know, if the food's the only food that is going to be in this house is the food that I buy. So I might as well just not buy anything 
that I think that I will want to overeat or eat too many calories or whatever. Um, So I would only buy like whole foods and healthy foods because those were more filling for the amount of calories. Um, And then occasionally I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, fuck it. I'm going to go buy whatever. Um, Foods for me, it would, there was a lot of them. For me, it would have been like cereal other than like adult cereal. I would, I would have like you know, adult boring cereal, like Special K and stuff like that on hand, because I did not want to like overeat those. Um, But maybe like Reese's Puffs or like a sugary cereal, Um, any kind of like chips, not necessarily like Doritos and stuff like that. I really don't have interest in those, but I've always loved like the quote unquote healthier chips, like the sweet potato ones or veggie straws veggie chips those kinds of things I like way better than regular chips um different kinds of like pre-popped popcorn any kind of mixes like trail mix checks mix those kinds of things or maybe for you guys right now it could be your Trader Joe's fall snacks because there's so many fun foods there right now Um, we have a lot of them in our cupboard (laughs) and that is one of the fun parts about fall for me now that I can have these things in my house and eat them normally, um, and not be like restricting myself and just be able to enjoy them and be mindful and call it good after eating the amount that I want. Um, so those are the foods that it was that were like the problem for me back then. Um, for now, I don't really have an issue with anything other than maybe popcorners because oh, they're just so good. The white cheddar popcorners and the kettle corn popcorners are amazing. Um, I don't buy the like big bags of them. I buy them in single serving bags and that's totally fine for me. Um, but... I remember one time Wyatt's mom bought me a Costco size bag because she knew that I loved them. And I was like, shit, like I have a Costco size bag of my one of my favorite foods. Like this is not going to be good. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just one of those things that you have to work on. So ask yourself this. Why are you overeating those things? A lot of times the reason is because you're too restrictive with your diet. You don't allow yourself to have them often enough. Um, You are restrictive either with your food choices or the amount of calories that you're eating. These foods were off limits to you before. Um, You can't comfortably fit them into your diet, like into your macros. Uh... Some other reasons could be just because, like, you don't have them in your house often. They're, like, a special food to you. And new foods or, like, foods you don't get to have often are exciting. You know, that's not something that's normally in in your cupboards. And when it's exciting and you're thinking about it all the time, like, you're going to want to overeat it. Even if it's a healthy food, like, for example... 
when I grew up, we always had like apples and oranges at our house, always like 24-7, had them sitting in the, um, like the fruit holder on the counter. But if my mom bought like raspberries or something like that on occasion, like that was a special treat and I could eat the whole thing. Not that eating a container of raspberries is bad by any means, but it's just that was something that I didn't get to have very often. So I thought that it was so like exciting and I could eat so much of it because it wasn't something that was always there in front of my face. And even though it was a healthy food, it made me want to eat it more. Another example would be for me now, carrots, eh, kind of boring. Not something that I necessarily would be like, oh, yay, like there's carrots in the fridge. But if I get a rainbow carrot, like the purples and the pinks and whites and orange ones that are all mixed together, yellow, that's a lot more exciting for me. And suddenly I want to eat them because there's not something that I have very often. Um, So it just goes to show, you know, exciting foods that you don't have often, you're going to want to eat them more. We'll get more, we'll get to more on that later. Another thing is that these foods that you're thinking of are probably what we call hyper palatable foods. And basically what that means is that they have a combination of things that make us want to eat them more and more of them. So a lot of times they either have sugar or salt or maybe even both like that sweet and salty action, you know, that personally makes me want to eat more. I love sweet and salty things. Um, They might have like a desirable texture, like for me is the popcorners or maybe like Chex Mix. Um, Even with the Chex Mix, I feel like the fact that there's like different things in there, you're like, oh, I want to have one of those. And then you're like, but I want to have an M&M now, or I want to have a Chex or a breadstick. And then you just keep going through the list and eventually you've eaten many servings. Um, or when, I don't know if you've ever had the Trader Joe's Jingle Jangle, stupidest name ever, but it's like a mix of a bunch of like chocolatey covered things like Oreos and M&Ms and Reese's and stuff like that. Mixes like that, I feel like are made and set up for you to want to overeat them. They got the salty, they got the sweet, they got the different textures and that is like the definition of hyper palatable food so the thing is these food companies they don't want you to eat just one serving they want you to eat a lot of it and run out and hopefully be running your ass back to the store to buy more uh, because that is how they make money they have very very smart people designing these foods, picking out the ingredients, the amounts of the ingredients, uh, like perfectly designing the flavor profile and the texture because they want you to love them so much that you eat so much of them and you keep coming back for more. Even the, I think it's Lay's potato chips slogan is bet you can't eat just one because 
they know that that food is made and designed to want to overeat it. So let's talk about how we can work on this and how we can try to get over that phase. So all these foods, the only, the best thing that I've done to help myself not feel this need anymore is to have these foods on hand all the time in large amounts. So for example, cereal. If I only buy it once a month and then overeat it and then finish the box right away or throw the box out because I don't want to eat the rest of it because I don't trust myself, that is never going to help me. I need to have it in my house 24-7, make it not special anymore. Have it available all the time, allow yourself to have it. It might be really cool at first, you might even overeat it at first And eventually, I swear, you will get used to seeing it there. It's not cool anymore. You've eaten it many times now. You've allowed yourself to have even maybe a little bit every single day. Um, To me, it's, it's not cool anymore. I don't feel the need to overeat it anymore. I have the world's largest bag of Reese's Puffs in my cupboard right now. I wish I wish I could show you guys. Um, mostly because of Wyatt. We live together now. So he eats cereal like a madman. And I'm not kidding you. We don't have we don't have a normal box. We don't have the family size box. We don't have the small bag of cereal. We have the fucking largest bag of cereal you could possibly buy in our cupboard. You guys would be appalled if you saw the size of it. <laughs> It's literally the size of like a pillowcase, swear. And I don't even care. I don't even crave it anymore. Um, so it just goes to show proof that if you have it in your house, you eat it, you have it in front of you all the time, you'll get over it. Another thing like I kind of mentioned is if you overeat it, don't throw the rest away and say like, oh, I can't have this. Like I need to throw it away. And don't only buy like one bag and be like, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to eat this whole bag in one day, get it over with. And then I'll be good because that's not going to help you with the long-term goal, which is being able to have these in your house. The best thing that you can do, even if you overeat them, if there's still some left, whatever it is, put it put it away and say, okay, I'm going to eat more of this tomorrow. Put it away. Have some more tomorrow. Because if you tell yourself, oh, I'm not going to eat. Like it's done after today. I'm not eating anymore tomorrow. And you're going to do one of two things. You're going to throw the rest away or you're going to finish it off. Both of those are... That's like a lose-lose. Like, it's not going to help you at all. So, tell yourself, okay, take a deep breath. I don't want to eat the rest of this right now. I'm going to put it away. And then tomorrow, when I'm hungry again, I will get to enjoy it more. Another thing to do is get rid of distractions. So, you know, we always talk about, like, sitting there watching TV with your 
hand in the bag of potato chips and suddenly the whole bag is gone and you don't even like realize that you ate it and you didn't even like enjoy it. Um, so make sure you, you get off YouTube, you, you turn the TV off, you sit at the kitchen table. I always eat at the kitchen table. Um, you stop working. I know a lot of people eat while they're working. Just focus on one thing. Focus on being mindful and actually enjoying the food that you're eating. Um, another thing you could do would be to buy single servings. Uh, maybe even just at first, buy the single servings. Kind of, you know, portion portion it out yourself even. Um, if you buy like a Costco bag and you want to just put some servings into like a little Tupperware or a little baggie or something that might help you and then eventually maybe you won't have to do that anymore. Um, Another thing would be to make sure that you're not absolutely starving when you go to eat these foods that you know that you struggle with. Um, Maybe even have like a nutrient-dense filling meal and then have some ice cream or you know, have something that is more filling because like we mentioned, these these hyper palatable foods, not very filling and you can eat a lot of them. So I would suggest when you're trying to like kind of transition into being more comfortable having these foods in your home, I would say don't try to, you know, don't come home from work starving and go for these foods right away. Maybe have a meal first and then, you know, sit there, think about it, portion some out, and then you'll be in a better mindset. Another thing I would recommend is, even though I totally do have mine just literally in my cupboard, um, I would recommend not having them somewhere that you see 24-7. Um, like, don't have the bowl of candy If that's what you struggle with, don't have the bowl of candy sitting next to your desk where you're working. Um, You know, have them available, but not something that you see all the time and are constantly like grabbing as you go by kind of thing. Um, Maybe not, maybe in your cupboard you put them on the highest shelf so that you have to be like, hmm, do I really want that? Is it worth me having to go grab the chair, stand on the chair, go up and grab it, and then, you know, put it back away. If the answer is no, it's not worth it, then you probably don't really want it. One thing also to notice is your emotions when you're wanting to overeat. So is it is it because you're stressed? Are you mad? Are you sad? You know, kind of take a step back, think about it, decide if eating that will truly make you feel better long term. Because when it comes to emotional eating, I feel like, you know, it it might make you feel better for five minutes max. And then in the long run, it usually just makes people feel worse. So try to do something, you know, that will make you feel better long term. Like go for a walk, read a book, do something creative or artistic, kind of help your mind get off of it. Um maybe like an adult coloring book, or for me, I love painting. Take a deep breath, everyone with me right now. (sighs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I live with Wyatt now, and I'm telling you, if you looked in our cupboard, 
you'd be like, no way in hell is that a registered dietitian's cupboard because we've got the cereal, we've got the snack foods, we've got the Pop-Tarts, chips, excessive amounts of chocolate. We've got it all. And I'm so proud of myself that I have worked through this and now I am able to have those in my cupboard no problem you know back when I struggled with these foods I'm like dang like how am I ever gonna have a family like my kids aren't even gonna be allowed to have like cereal and chips and stuff because I can't have them in the house without overeating them and that's just not true anymore and I'm so happy that I don't have to deal with that anymore and I don't want you to deal with that anymore so Let's stop avoiding it. Let's work on it. Let's stop under eating. If you're eating, you know, stop skipping meals, whatever it is that is causing you to do this. Um, I also feel like it helps that I have not been in a calorie deficit in a long time. I've been reverse dieting, increasing my calories. So I'm not ever like hungry, hungry. Um, a, A lot less food focused, you know, and you're when you're not hungry, you're not thinking about your next meal as you're eating your meal or just thinking about food all day. Um, My hunger hormones are not out of whack. When you're dieting, your hunger hormones um, change to cause you to want to eat more because your body is like, hey, you're not getting enough food to sustain your current size, so you need to eat a little more, so it'll send you some hunger signals Um, but yeah, let's work on this. If you have foods that you have a hard time eating a quote unquote reasonable portion size, size of, instead of avoiding it, let's work on it. You know, just like anything else, it takes practice. Let me know if this was helpful. Please share and tag me, share it with a friend if you think that it would help them. And stay tuned for next episode because it's going to be awesome.